Welcome everyone to our podcast, Things We Say. If you're new around here, this is our um, weekly podcast where Roy and Alyssa Lucier, that's me, I'm Roy, and Alyssa's across the room Are for you me. sure? Yes. And we <laughs> together do our podcast. And if you are new, or if you're listening normally, we are starting a uh, special series in a couple of months. So be ready for that. We're going to try to do a special series for things we say where we cover a topic um, consistently for a little bit. So I look forward to that. But that being said, uh, welcome to today. To today. Welcome. Welcome. We just had this big snowstorm and everything is so pretty. It's true. It's all white and wonderland-like the way January should be. Finally, right? Yeah. Winter has a... Uh, what's that called? A, a diminishing return, right? Mm. In the beginning, it's very <laughs> exciting, and then it's like very fast becomes oh, this is winter. Right? But we've had a delay on that, which is kind of nice, actually. Yes. So that's good. It is for so, Michigan, at least. It is <laughs> for the for those of you in other places. I don't know what it's like to have the same weather all the time. Is it get boring? Is it great? I don't well, know. Well, they don't have the same weather. I mean, come on. Like right now, California has like, they've had like days and days of rain, which is not normal for them. Like buckets. It's good, right? Because weren't they like really looking for water for a while? Maybe, but like their ground isn't accustomed to all that water, so it doesn't absorb it. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, um, Michigan doesn't have that problem. No, we don't. We just, it's (laughs) always. We have all all kinds of other problems. Yeah. But we are talking today about our conversation on prayer. We've called uh, all, all these people, our church, everybody, uh, to this three-week da- time of prayer and fasting, 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we are almost through with it. If you have never prayed and fasted before, we want to encourage everyone to at least try it. There's no harm in that, unless, of course, it is harmful, and then maybe you ought not to do it. Um, but or fast something else and during this time of prayer we've been really talking about the lord's prayer as our guiding principle in um in why we pray and what we pray and all of this and so if you read it in matthew chapter six it's kind of like a lot of people know it maybe you memorized it it's the lord's prayer and this past week we kind of like paused to answer one of the big questions that we've been asked asking and i think maybe you have asked this too and that is well does prayer really work right because i prayed once and it didn't work or i prayed twice and it didn't work or i prayed a hundred times and my prayers weren't answered what do we do with all that sure yeah and i think so some of the questions i started asking when this kind of came about in my heart and as we were talking and stuff before this message um, was have we what are the things that I have prayed for that have come to pass and the truth is a lot of the things that I've prayed for I haven't kept track of so it would probably be difficult for me to even pay attention to see if they have come to pass later on right and then also how, how many things am I praying for that could come to pass <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like there's that factor too. And then 
the other thing was like how many how many miracles or things like have I actually seen like how much supernatural things that we pray for have I actually witnessed in my life and for some Christians like that's a much higher number than others right and I don't know why that is <laughs> I couldn't tell you for me I that that list is pretty low right like and even I was talking to our son the other day and he's like well I've never seen a miracle before I'm like well like that's that's a legit thing to consider and think about and it kind of kind of like brought out this discussion of well what do our prayers uh, are they even working like do they even count like why do we pray for a miracle and it doesn't happen and you know, I think that's kind of where a lot of this originated from, right? If God is all-powerful, if he asks us to pray for things, if he says we've been given this power to perform miracles and do these things the way that Jesus has and even greater, then why aren't they happening, Right. you know? Yeah, I think there's a big disconnect from the stories you read in the New Testament, specifically like Jesus and his disciples, and then you look at our lives and you ask yourself, well, why isn't that happening? Mm -hmm. And I, I would suggest that in that question is like a load of other questions. But if you just take it at face value, it becomes quite discouraging because so many of us have devoted our lives to being like Jesus or trying to be like Jesus. And one of the things Jesus did was heal people, cast out demons, raise the, the dead, you know, like, right. well, how many, you know, is that, why isn't that happening in our lives? And instead of like blanket saying, well, it doesn't happen, it doesn't count, we like subliminally start changing our prayers. Mm -hmm. Like when is the last time you prayed for someone that was dead to be raised? Right? Uh, I remember actually. Yeah, but like how many... Like, but like, I don't know, two years ago, something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, think about it for a minute. Uh, I, I, Bill Johnson, who has this supernatural ministry, he says the reason people aren't... We don't see... The reason we don't see more healings today is because we don't pray for healing that much today. Essentially, like, we just... We, we don't... It's not on our radar. And I think the main problem with that is that, like you said... We don't actually ask for prayer like from God, uh, things that he can accomplish or that we actually want to accomplish. Our prayers get watered down from God, uh, would you move mountains? God, would you heal? God, would you provide miracles? And we water our prayers down to things like, Lord, thank you so much. And gratitude is great in our prayers and everything. Or God, would you just protect us today as we drive? Like those, uh, God, would you bless our food? God, mm -hmm. would you just help my friend? And I think that those prayers can be answered, but it's not like we're keeping track or we know, or, you know what I mean? There's actually no target for God to hit. Right. When we're asking God, why aren't you hitting the target? Why isn't it happening? And there's no target to hit, like, you know? And so... But I would counter that he interprets our prayers so like he knows the target like even if we can't define it sure right? he knows the desires of our heart right right but we're not actually and this is where the conversation went on sunday is that we aren't actually uh 
the, prayer doesn't work like this. It's not like I ask God to do something and he does it. It, it in fact works like I ask God to do something and he says, oh, I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. And he agrees with you and he wants it to happen. But then if it doesn't happen, where is the disconnect? It's not actually in God's will. It's in this world that we're around and humans and angels and demons and chaos and effects of so many things in our lives that actually affects the answer to the prayers that we ask. So it depends on how you view God. Some people view that God is in ultimate control of the world and he makes everything happen the way it's supposed to happen. In other words, if you slip and fall, that was God. He's good teaching you something to, to use mm-hmm. it. Other people believe that God isn't in uh, micromanaging mode, but he's in more of a uh, macro, like big picture mode, and God is making sure points in history happen, and the rest of history is leaning up to the free will of mankind and angels and demons. Anyone with free will, uh, they can do those things. But like, it just depends on how you view God, because you have to answer the question, is this God's will for my life? Right. I I liked your example of um, talking about how people would say, like, be careful if you pray for patience because God will put you in circumstances where you have to learn to be patient. And I heard that a lot growing up. And I feel like that is just so messed up that, like, people would say that and it like it paints this picture of God like God is not giving us good things or he's like constantly giving us like almost like that our prayers are dangerous but not a good dangerous dangerous like well be careful what you pray for you might just get it like type of thing right like slap in your face type well God answers that prayer but he answers it in this backwards like cruel way yeah which isn't consistent with the character of Of, Christ, right? Right. So like, I just, I felt like that was such a, like even just mentioning that and flipping that on its head was such a redeeming moment because I think a lot of us, at least a lot of us who grew up in the church community and with this theology that like, you know, it was dangerous to pray for stuff like that. Like, I feel like it redeemed it, you know, like, no, like this isn't right. That's not, how prayer works that's not how god works this is a made up yeah thing yeah and it's so good because that actual like thinking that god doesn't actually give me good gifts he's not actually for me he's actually for himself or he's for other things and he's just using me like that thinking affects your prayers right well i'm not gonna pray for patience then Right. Well, that's just it. Like, I wonder how many of us that did grow up in that environment are, like, damaged in that way. Like, we almost have to rewire our thinking on what prayer is and what it can do and that it's a safe place. I, I feel like it almost does that where it takes away the safety of the place of prayer, which make sense that we would shy away from it or like be more gentle or like careful or like even formal with our prayers because like I think then what happens is that you switch over to this formality thing because it feels like you know because it feels dangerous it's like well I better pray correctly you know (laughs) like yeah and then we get into all of these other like wrong motivations to prayer in the first place right 
but if we're gonna be like effective in our prayer like let's say like back to the painting a target for god to hit Mm -hmm. like it's prayer is not god has a chessboard and you're asking him to move a pawn and he's going to move that pawn and you're praying hard that god moves that pawn like i don't think prayer is as black and white or concrete is that Mm -hmm. we actually don't know how powerful our words can be in this physical world or in the supernatural world around us so we we don't actually know it's not it's not just god we're not just asking god to do something we're also affecting the world around us in supernatural ways every time it's not just it's obviously not just our prayers it's our actions our motivations, our attitudes, uh, how we treat other people actually have ripple effects in the spiritual world that affect other people. And and I think that, you know, scientists and physical world experts may come up with reasons in, of how our influence affects someone else. But we have no, we have, we don't have no, but we have like a very small amount of evidence about how our prayer actually affects someone sure someone else you know what i thought was interesting on sunday like one of those these revelations that i had from this message was just that i think i think one of the things that happens and maybe it's just me but maybe it's other people let us know if it's you too (laughs) one of the things that i think happened to me as i understood that god could be with me all the time and he was like outside of this concept of like time or ability or like having to only be in one place like at one time right it almost like uh like shifted my focus of god to to me more right so like my view of god was very like me and god almost so much that like i forget that there are other intricate, like, detailed things happening all around me with every other person in the whole world, right? So it's like, yes, God is with me all the time, intimately, like, never leaving my side. And yet, he is also in that same capacity with every other person on this planet, right? right? And so between that thought and then your your reference to Daniel, I thought it was very impactful where, and you can talk about it again here, but like how, how his prayer, like the response to his prayer was delayed. Like in my mind up until this Sunday, I don't think I was considering this concept that like God couldn't immediately do something in my life because I, because he's always with me immediately like it seems as though that's not a limitation to come to me immediately like in answer to my prayer does that make sense yeah and i just thought that that was like referencing that story was very helpful to me personally in understanding the the complexity of how prayer works and just and continuing to have faith that it does, it just doesn't necessarily look the way my brain is interpreting it to be, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's there's a wonderful mystery in that because I would, you know, that Daniel chapter ten, you view this Daniel's praying for twenty one days, angel comes after twenty one days, he says 
The angel says, hey, God heard your request the first day, but I was caught up by this uh, demon prince of Persia, he says. It has to do with a bunch of things. <laughs> I don't I don't know. And But then he had to go get help by Michael, an archangel, which is one of the only angels mentioned by name in the Bible. And so he's got to be like... He's uh, way up there, well, right? Yeah, he's got to be like <laughs> one of the best. And uh, he has to go help him. He leaves Michael there, comes to Daniel, and answers his prayer. And I just think to myself, why? That's a lot of work. Like, that's just a lot. That just to get Daniel to receive a message was like a whole, like, ordeal in the spiritual realm. Right. And me, I think, I think like you, kind of, it, it's just a lot, I think, more black and white in my natural. It's like, well, I ask God to do it, just God do it. But not considering the complicated nature of the world around me. Right. Or even considering that the spiritual world is like our earthly world that we understand. I think, like, as a kid and you see, all, like, pictures of angels and stuff, like, you just, you imagine the spiritual world, like, like it's so different and so outside of you that it's almost just this magical place that's nothing like earth right but if you if you change that concept to think okay the complexities that we have of like interacting with people and stuff on earth maybe it's also like that <laughs> like in the spiritual realm that right. it's not just like all immediate and like time doesn't exist and like all these things right like what if it's kind of like earth in that right. way then i feel like that almost helps you understand the complexity better yeah and so what's really interesting about prayer is if you put this lens on that our struggle is not between flesh and blood but of rulers and powers and principalities in this unknown unseen world right that could mean lots of things i'm not gonna get into all that but like if you put that lens on man you're realizing that your prayers they are an attributing factor in the spiritual realm Mm-hmm. Just like weather is an attributing factor in the right, in our right. realm. So this is very interesting because in the spiritual realm, your prayers augment what happens in a way that is like it like it, an input or or something that like like can change something, which then puts back on you the fact that if you don't pray, you are now holding back change. Mm-hmm. in the world around us like things won't happen if you like if you don't pray yeah that's crazy and, yeah so like it, it puts it on our hearts to say okay like in what this is all intercession right this is all intercessory prayer we're talking about today we're not talking about like adoration and gratification or we're not talking about just worshiping god we're talking about intercession the idea that heaven's going to come to earth that things are going to change on this earth so that it's more like God's will, mm-hmm. right? That's what we're talking about. And and that's why that's why it's like listed in the Bible as intercessory prayer is some is something. Right. I think back to the story of Paul, who was it Paul in the in the prison, Paul and Timothy, Paul and Silas? I don't know what story you're referencing. They're so in I the prison. <laughs> okay, they're in the prison and the walls break open, right? Oh yeah. Is that the one where they're having a prayer meeting at the same time? Some the other group of Christians were praying for them and then 
and then the prison walls break open. The they, the jailer was going to commit suicide. He gave his life to the Lord and his whole family, right? I don't know because there's a couple and I'm getting mixed up now. Okay. Well, there's a moment in scripture where there, someone's freed from prison and then they like, or something, and they show up at the prayer meeting that they're while they're, the prayer meeting's praying for them. Oh. It's interesting. So we, we see a direct like line of connection between prayer and mm-hmm. supernatural power in this earth. And yeah, I, I have a lot of questions about this. I, I don't really want to get too deep into it and like not have answers. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. But there's so many things we could talk about. Oil, gems. <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk about those things. Okay. <laughs> but but when our when it comes to our relationship with God, our intercessory prayer is almost like a facet or a tool of prayer. And some people grab hold of it and even call themselves intercessors and mm-hmm. they'll pray at the back of a room during a worship ceremony or something. Like do you remember having those people at that last church that first church we served at? They would like sit in the back and then they would pray the whole time the sermon was happening and mm-hmm. worship was happening and they were interceding on everybody that they looked like that that came into the room. Yeah, who's the guy that every time he speaks he has people praying for him like Oh, I don't know. Down below. Oh, I don't know. What's his name? Yeah. There there's yeah, a lot of I mean, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. And so intercessory prayer is a big deal. Anyway, we've gone a lot all over the place, but I, I, I think that I think what we're trying to like come across is like, okay, what effect does our prayer have? Why does it work sometimes and not work other times? When does it work? How do we have effective prayer? You know, all those questions. And if you have questions like that, we want to encourage you to ask God those questions and explore them honestly, not just throw out the baby with the bathwater and say, well, God didn't answer my prayer. I'm not praying anymore, mm-hmm. but like actually, uh, which I understand can be very hard because it's sensitive, especially when those prayers are big prayers and those problems are big problems. But if we take time to walk through this muck of unknowing and we start to come on the other side with this, um, this, this kind of our marching orders as a Christian, we may not know all the answers, but we know what we're supposed to do. And I think that we can find like comfort and strength in the fact that, well, at least I know I'm good, what I'm going to do and I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow even if I don't understand, you know? Right. And I think I, I liked your reference at the beginning about um, the foundational issue. Like what is, <laughs> and I think like, well, what is the point of like making your house look pretty if you have a foundational issue and it's just going to crumble anyways and I just I've been encouraging people a lot lately actually like don't don't be afraid to ask hard questions don't be afraid to yeah. look into it because I see time and time again that God proves himself even more like when we dig into the deep questions instead of just shoving them under the rug and hoping we can we can carry on without yeah. dealing with them right because they they're in the way like everything stops and you're right everything stops when we have big questions like that and there's these foundational issues and i think it's worth pursuing them and to not be afraid 
to ask the hard stuff and to dig deeper because God will show himself through that. He yeah. and, and usually it's so much better on the other side than it was before. Even if not all your questions get answered and some of the answers are that you just don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we do that all the time. Like that's part of this podcast is like, we're okay with the, with asking questions, even for our own life for like, what, what unanswered prayers do we have, you know, and where are, we have lots of questions too. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep going and keep, and keep learning and growing with our relationship with God. And so I think your word is good. And I hope that you guys are encouraged that you can keep asking those questions and keep praying and hoping and dreaming. And like Jesus says, ask, seek and knock and keep asking and keep seeking and keep knocking. And that's how you get having like effective prayer. So, um, you guys have a good day. We'll see you next time we see you. We don't actually see you. But you hear us, and you'll hear us the next time you hear us. Wow. That's really good. (laughs) Anyway, uh, talk to you later. We'll see you next time. Bye.